guys, welcome back to another Kinderguys podcast. And today we have the ultra talented Alice Mayo McKay. And she is a 17 year old trans and award winning filmmaker from South Australia whose debut future film, So Fam, premiered at Salem Horror Fest 2021, winning awards and critical praise. I love Alice's film, So Vam. It's about an outcast who is an aspiring drag queen and ends up finding family and friendship within a vampire gang. I also had a blast with her shorts, Tooth for Tooth, and The Serpent's Nest. I feel like her film, it will create an impact in the horror community or just the whole film community in general. It's like hard work to create a film like that and she pulled it all together which I really love. It is really incredible how much she has achieved and is now in post with her second feature. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and let's get into it. Entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending your short films and so vam. It felt like very 80s and 90s. And um, even the phrase like so vam, it's like, oh, that's so vam. It has all the elements of like a cult film. Can you tell us uh, in our listeners kind of your origin story of how you got into filmmaking? Um, yeah, sure. So I always like wanted to be like a novelist or writer um, when I was younger. And then when I was about 11 or 12, I just got involved in like a local um, web series kind of production. And then I was like, I kind of see my like ideas that I was writing into films. And then ever since there, like, I did my first amateur shorts and then kind of just evolved over time until I started doing like features. Like when you mentioned that, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like what age did you create your first film um so like I do like really basic stop motion like lego films when I was like 10 11 which I think I did like the Stephen King dollar baby like program adaptation when I was like 12 13 how did you um decide on what story to choose for the dollar babies um well I kind of just looked on the website and I'm not actually a big like Stephen King reader so um I had to just kind of like read a couple of like the synopsises and then there's a lot of like sci-fi horror, which I'm not like a fan of. So I just kind of was like, what can I do realistically? And like being my first kind of real film as well, I was like, I need like everything to be good. So I couldn't like, go overboard with like the story. So I chose the one that was kind of the most contained, but also kind of what I like. Yeah, in your comfort zone. That's actually really smart. Like what your resources are. I just wanted to know like what, who or what artists or filmmakers like inspired you? while growing up? I guess um, the film that really inspired me to like get into filmmaking was like Edward, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And then the filmmakers, like I started watching Gregoraki like really young, um, John Waters. Yeah, I think those are like the main two. Yeah, you get that kind of similar sensibility, a sense of humor, and uh, which I really enjoyed in the films. When you approach making a film, like can you walk us through your process from the script into the film? Um, so I didn't like have a rough idea um, and then I just kind of write it all down and then my co-writer who I kind of did most of my stuff with, um, Ben, I kind of sent it to him and then we kind of like 
develop like a rough, like a pretty detailed outline of everything. Um, and sometimes like with Sovan, like the opening scene, I wrote that like in a narrative format just because that's how I prefer to write and like cram all the details in. And I'll send it to him and he'll like write it into a script format and just include his own ideas and then we'll go back and forth until we're both happy with a final draft. Um, and then from there, I guess, just try and make it. Like I'll try and find the DOP first and then on the DOP I'll just try and lock in the costs from there. I was just wondering, since you started, like, you've been such, like, so inspired of, like, film and, like, just in general about that and type of environment, how would you, like, manage your time when you were younger with everything? Um, I don't really. I mean, I probably just, like, do a lot of <laughs> film stuff and that's kind of, like, my number one priority. Yeah, so probably not, like, the best time management, but I just... Person, like in my life, I just like to go from as many projects as I can, you know. I understand that, yeah. You just have to kind of get through it, but <laughs> when I was watching uh, So Vam, there was like uh, a lot of vibes of like Clueless and like The Lost Boys. I don't know if that was your intention, but um, <laughs> I um, was curious about why um, this era is like very uh, inspirational for you. I don't know, I've just always been like a fan of like those like traditionally aimed towards like girls like teenage audiences like that really kind of hyper I don't know like everything's just like super colorful aesthetically pleasing you know that music montages like it's just like the fun films especially growing up not that it was made in that era but I felt like Vampire Academy I don't know if you saw that but that was like mm. I kind of encapsulated like the 80s and vampires and horrors and I just thought that's the kind of films I want to make for like with my political edge and stuff like that. I noticed like the lights in the clubs, like it kind of reminded me of Euphoria. So I wanted to know if that had any impact on your film. I actually haven't seen all of Euphoria. I've only like seen a couple episodes, so probably not. Oh, because it was like kind of similar because like whenever there would be a party or something, I would realize like the lights were kind of similar as your film. So I thought that was really cool. Thank you. I mean, I like his other film, Assassination Nation with Harry Neff. So I don't know if that's like, Similar vibes, yeah. Yeah, I love that film too. I don't know if uh, Zakia would uh, be allowed to watch it yet, but <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I noticed when I was watching So Vam and the shorts, the common themes that would come up. And there was a lot about like the importance of friendship and the value in um, forced memory loss. So I'm curious, like, what is your the direction that you take when you think of these themes i'm not sure it's like a particular theme i think of like when i'm like trying to write something i just want to write like what i want to see or what i don't see enough of in horror and i'm like mm. i just want to see that represented more and if i can do that in my work ultimately i just want to make films that i would want to watch and hopefully other people in my community and outside of it can watch it as well if that makes sense oh yeah definitely since you mentioned you like to create uh, what you want to see more of like what would you like to see more of that is like missing from the horror community? Um, I just think like decent queer horror films. Like, I mean, I really like, enjoyed Freaky and I love The Craft Legacy and Black Christmas. I know those are all panned, um, but I love them. Um, I guess just like more, and as well, like more trans characters as well, because a lot of the time you'll get like cis people writing and that's fine as long as they do their research. But I think also giving like queer creators and trans creators that like chance to write horror films as well. It's like it's going to be like a unique perspective i guess and even like when they do it, it's more cis game males getting the spotlight in horror and even then like the audiences are still like uh you know what i mean 
Yeah. So basically, we just need more um, of the perspective and even the representation in general, because, yeah, there isn't like like a whole bunch you can choose from. You know, it's only like the small few that you mentioned. On that note, actually, are there like um, films that you feel like are doing it correctly that we need to see more of? Um, well, like, as I mentioned, I really like the craft legacy. I thought that mm-hmm. was really I also read like an interesting article about how they actually had um, someone like speak to the cast and crew about how to like react and like treat trans people as well in the script process, which I thought like side note, that's probably the way to do it if you do do it. Um, Black Christmas, I thought that was really good. Um, Bit, that was really good. Assassination Nation, for sure. I don't know if that's kind of horror-y. And then Habit with Bella Thorne and a trans actor, I forget her name, that came out last year. I feel like no one saw it. It got canned. Like 0% of my tomatoes, but I really loved it. I know the conversation around Assassination Nation. Like, I feel like when I watched it, I was scared, um, especially like it's like a social media horror. Oh, yeah. I just had a question. Why vampires as one of these supernatural creatures? I feel like how do the supernatural creatures like that are there? Vampires have always been my favorite. Like I grew up on Twilight and still have a small Twilight obsession, like Vampire Academy, all those kind of like true blood. Um, <gasps> that's the kind of genre I want to write. You know, I don't want to do like gay werewolves, like in political. I just feel like it doesn't mix as well. And I'd already done vampires as well with my other shorts. So I was like, you know, I want to expand on that, do it better and do it in the future. I completely understand. So I feel like if I asked you what you're, what, if you were a supernatural creature, would you say you w- would want to be a vampire? I mean, vampire or like, craft which i feel like i don't know yeah between those two yeah have you ever watched the vampire diaries yeah i did i had a really big vampire diaries phase yeah oh my god yeah i watched like vampire diaries like three times already like all of the seasons three times it was like insane since you mentioned twilight first of all (laughs) like has that been an influence or how do you see like twilight um as a influence in the horror genre yeah that's are we going to call it a horror film? Yeah, I mean, like a horror romance. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw that when I was eight, and I feel like that was like my first foray into like vampires. And then I was like, oh, cool, that's a whole genre I can explore. So, I mean, it definitely introduced me to horror films and like that kind of inspiration. Yeah, that's a good point when um, you're like, oh, is it a horror film, though? That's been like the the thing about it, of whether it's like a kind of like a supernatural romance or is it horror because there's vampires? But that makes me uh, wonder, like, to you, what is horror? I mean, just anything with, like, supernatural or that's aimed to, like, scare. I mean, I feel like then Twilight is, because it's, like, it's still, like, at the end fight scene and stuff, and there's still vampires and dealing with that. But then, like, I feel like supernatural romance is just, like, a subgenre under, like, horror. Yeah, like, the the subgenre. What else do you feel like would be kind of good introductory gateway horror for kids? Um, I mean, I've always liked the Scooby-Doo films like live action everything scooby-doo i was obsessed with the buffy film i mean oh joss whedon probably not um anymore i mean vampire academy was good fun i think i haven't seen it for a while the craft is like pretty good for it i feel like the darker stuff and then when i was a bit like still pretty young the scream mtv show that was pretty i really loved that yeah yeah so was the the scream tv show like your first introduction to the frame yeah and that was kind of like the first real horror I saw because, like, I probably saw it a bit younger than I was supposed to. But I didn't really know of the films 
I feel like I only saw it because of Bella Thorne within the first episode. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I watched all the films. So are you a, like a big Bella Thorne fan? Yeah, actually, I've seen like all her films. I don't know why. I just feel like there's like a lot of range. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw, um, what is it called? Like The Babysitter? The, the Netflix? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask, so is there any difference like with Australian horror or like, I don't know, our horror or like the the United States horror? Like, So we don't actually really produce a lot of like mainstream Australian horror films like our screen Australia, which kind of produce and like donate money to the bigger films, um, they kind of only really do dramas at the moment. But like typically, I feel like, I mean, maybe our horror is like more outback themes. Like I haven't seen Wolf Creek, but I know that's like set in the outback. And then there was War and Razorback, which I think were also set. I don't know. So I feel like a lot of the bigger ones use like outback locations, more like geographical um, stuff. But um, yeah, there's some new independent horror films like happening now that are pretty like just similar i guess yeah since there's not like a lot of uh like horror coming out of australia like you mentioned because they focus on drama is there like some kind of community like even like a small community where they're like we need to raise awareness towards more horror filmmaking yeah i mean there's definitely like monster fest which is like a relatively big horror like film festival and i've had like a couple of my shots from me at there i mean they're really great and like supportive community but that's also like a lot of the american international films play that so it's like not but i mean they do support australian horror but that's more short content and then the features aside from like one or two it's american or british yeah i know um there's been some initiatives for the the uk as well trying to like build the indie filmmakers more so i'm wondering for um how is the reception of filmmaking in australia because i feel like here in the u.s obviously it was like we love film because of Hollywood and all those stereotypical things. But um, the horror community is kind of like looked down upon because it's like the lesser genre. So I'm curious, like, how is a film? How do people view it over there? I mean, I don't really know. I don't feel like it's looked down upon. I feel like especially like the bigger film corporations, they'll just like be whatever makes them enough money, I think is what makes them. <laughs> but it's not like, oh, it's like, whatever, can we get the biggest audience, especially like in Australia, we're such a small country, a lot of our times are looking like what we can sell overseas and make the most impact as well. Mm. Going back in like the beginning of our conversation, I just wanted to know what advice would you give kids or teens who wanted to write or direct about like anything? I think like just like starting out what I did, I just like wrote a bunch of different things and I just try to make them like I was doing acting classes back then. So I was like, oh, we should just like get together and a group of us did and we just like shot some really bad um like horror film. And then we did that a couple of times. And I guess like just making stuff is like the most important thing. Like don't wait for like the right funding or the right opportunity. Like if you can, like just start as like small and even with your friends, like Zoom or whatever you can and just like get the material out there. Because even if you like the film isn't good, you're still like developing as a, like the artist and a writer. That gives you like somewhere to go from. That's like really good advice. Um, basically, just learn how to like keep making work, and therefore you know you'll get better. Especially at um at that age. Oh yeah, that's another question too. Is it is it like annoying if like people keep focusing on how young you are? I don't. I don't mind at this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just because how rare it is to have that sort of like drive, like when you were twelve, thirteen to like do your own thing 
Um, Because I remember when I was that age, I was kind of like very insecure about like putting stuff into the world. How did that experience uh, form who you are today, like as a person and as a filmmaker? Um, Well, I'm not really sure. Like, I guess even back then, like I knew I just had to like make something. So it wasn't like I was setting out to make this greatest film ever. It was like I was just writing for like fun. And I was like, I mean, later on, I was like, oh, this is something I can actually I guess it kind of I mean filmmaking kind of teaches you a lot I guess like teamwork resilience especially like producing all your stuff as well that's like not always the most fun thing to do um but yeah yeah with um so vam because you also like produce as well as direct and it's that's a lot of like hats to wear so how do you kind of like manage everything yeah I mean so like with like I mean directing there's a lot of like I just kind of combine them because like writing we pretty much finish the final draft and then I'm on to producing and then sometimes we make changes um, if they'd be like up until a few days before the shoot and stuff like that but then it's like for the most part um, producing and directing I kind of combine them so I'm like the directing pre-production stuff I'll just like you know location scouting I'll do it from like the producing side as well as the directing side and being like so I want like creatively and also is it possible to actually achieve it so yeah a lot of it is just combining the two especially on the day as well I mean, a lot of it comes down to also having a good first AD. You can be like, especially when you're doing directing and producing, it's hard to kind of look back and be like, are we running on time? Are we always like doing scheduled stuff right? Yeah, having it sounds like having a great team is like instrumental to uh, making everything possible. Do you have like any certain goal that you wanted to uh, like do by like a director and producer, et cetera? Um, or if you've already accomplished that goal? I think the goal is just like to keep making movies, like develop bigger audiences. I mean, reach like the actual audience I want to reach when writing it. I mean, hopefully, you know, as I get older, get bigger budgets. Um, I mean, that's just kind of goals to keep going and yeah, making films. Yeah, I think one goal randomly, I'd love to do like an Amanda look before. I don't know if you know, she's a biopic on horror related, but that's just kind of a filmmaking goal. Yeah, because you have um, your production company already, um, which is a one manner productions. So can you talk about like the inception of that? Um, so that was like in fifth grade, like we had to do like, like book trailers, you know, like when you do like the iMovie kind of, I don't know if you get to do that, but like for an assignment. And then I was like, what should I do? And I was like, based off of the spooky place I stayed in like Hobart one time. So I just combined it and I was like, oh, one person and this manner, like, yeah, like old houses and stuff. And I was like, that's kind of cool because it was like a horror book trailer. And then I just kind of stuck with it. And yeah, I just kept it now. <laughs> nice. How did you come into like uh, the balance of, I'm kind of jumping around, the balance of family in in the, in your films? Like, for example, the parent who doesn't quite get what's going on. And they're like, don't do this. But it's like, no, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to give you some truth. And they just don't listen because of our age, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's like cool fictional with family stuff. Like we might are very supportive. Um, so that's good. I guess more like, I don't know, combined like teacher authority in those kind of characters. You know, it's just, yeah. I mean, I dropped out of school as well. That's a good thing then that you have a very supportive family because you do have a your second feature film of Bad Girl Boogie that's coming out. Are you able to tell us a little bit about what what's going on with that and the status? Yeah, um, sure. So we wrap like two weeks ago the full film 
it's like aesthetic. I mean, like it's still like the same kind of writing style, political, queer kind of hard film. So aesthetically, it's a bit more different. Like it's still colorful and stuff, but it's like more like of um, the Rob Zombie kind of like brainy aesthetic. It's still set like that nineties, like you know, it's like jumpsuits, blue kind of just yeah, still that nineties aesthetic and fashion, but kind of like mixed with like a dirtier, grungier vibe. And it's like more realistic. It's not like vampires or anything. It's more of like a queer drama infused with like elements of the slasher if that makes sense just in the edit now we've almost like got a full assembly cut i think sometime next week or so we'll have that and then yeah we're just trying to raise funds for post production at the moment which is the only thing i do have to plug so yeah congratulations that's so exciting thank you it's um really awesome that um you're like you said earlier you're creating a lot of work like the the train it keeps going on uh, I was just thinking about like on the thought of like queer films, like I have a uh, trans friend who made a specifically like a drama trans feature. And during the Q&A at one of the festivals, somebody asked him, do you feel like there's uh, some stereotypes that keep popping up in trans films? And he said that he feels like we don't have enough trans films. So it's like there's almost not a stereotype yet. But I'm curious to see if um, your thoughts on that, whether you agree or disagree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not enough trans films. I'll agree on that part. Um, I think the only stereotype, I guess, that can kind of be seen is like with trans women, a lot of the time they've only shown like, you know, the ones that are cis-conforming or like have transitioned before puberty. And then it's kind of like, oh, she's trans. And then that's kind of it. There's not like a diverse range of trans women being shown or like a diverse range of queerness. Um, yeah, like there's no kind of like range. It's just a very like like cast the model, especially like in the bigger films, like cast the model kind of looking trans person, which is great it's still to have that representation. I just think because there's like so little of it, that shouldn't be like the only way to show it. Yeah, I feel like in like you said earlier, to solve that issue is to have more like trans filmmakers behind the camera and telling their own stories. Going back to uh, Sovam, you have like all these awesome like uh, drag queens and everything what was your kind of like inspiration with using the drag world and having um like ben de la creme and etc cetera, etc cetera? um i've always loved drag you know i'm a big drag race fan john waters fan anything anything kind of like drag related i love um and growing up like you know does help shape my identity because i did grow up on like drag race later on um so yeah it was just i wanted in that film i really just wanted to combine all the things i love like coming of age films, vampires, drag queens, camp, everything in that film, you know, like working with et cetera, et cetera. They're kind of like, like I mean, they're like a trans activist as well. There's also like an Australian icon. I'm not sure how well known they are over there. They've done like work in film, you know, work at the Imperial, work at the shot. So yeah, I was lucky enough to work with them. And Ben Lillicrem, which is, I've seen in a lot of stuff and I've always looked up to her. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love, uh, Dragula, the latest season was like so good and it got so emotional too. Yeah, I'm a big uh, drag fan. Yeah. So, would you like to plug anything or where can anyone like find you on social media? Like your ads? Yeah, um, so I'm at Alice Mayer McKay and then I also have one for one man productions, but my Alice one is more, I use it more. So that's just Instagram. I don't have Twitter, but I have Facebook. Um, the only thing to plug, I mean, I should have some news about Sovan, but you can check out the trailer on YouTube. Um, and then I also have an Indiegogo for my new film, if anyone wants to share or 
Definitely everyone give Alice your money <laughs> because we want more <laughs> movies from you. Thank you so much, Alice, for speaking with us. And I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please subscribe to this podcast and subscribe at us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and please search up Kinder Guys Podcast. And remember, you are loved and you're a baddie. And remember to always live on the fright side. Bye.